to the Brees Creator Podcast. I am Lee Brees. It's about time I put out back-to-back projects within a week of each other. I have a story I've been really wanting to share, and honestly, I can't believe I haven't talked about it yet in the podcast, but stay tuned for that. I talk about my epic post-lunch bike ride mistake, jerks at the mall, and some YouTube channel debate for your listening pleasure. Great stories to share and ideas to talk about in this project as always. Whether it doesn't matter how you treat people or your suggestive tweet starts a Twitter storm, amateur expert, there's something in this project just for you. I'm so excited to be putting out back-to-back episodes. I can get more in-depth with these. Let's dive in. I am happy to say that I'm recording this podcast episode from home. It's uh, nice to actually be able to get home and do this at my desk where I've recorded almost, well, I would say almost all, but most of these episodes because it's just like on campus, having to carry the mic around and find a place to record, which I've actually, it's I've recorded most of the episodes in the same room at school instead of like, because usually the problem is I try to find like a small room where I can go to and record it. But the problem is all the places on campus, like where they have small like conference rooms are always like taken by one, like they're, they're meant for like groups to work in, but they're like, they're always taken by single individuals that want to study in like peace and quiet. And honestly, campus needs more of those. You have all these, you know, there's been all this hype about all these open spaces and having all extremely high ceilings and huge, gigantic rooms with gigantic tables. No, people want quiet places to study. And a closed door is one of the ways that you create that quiet space. But I've got a nice setup here at my desk at home. Glad to be bringing to you an, a, a consecutive podcast episode. So what I mean by that is that I put out an episode last week, like recorded and put it out in the same weekend. I'm doing the same thing with this podcast, and the problem is, um, this is a great thing, but the problem is that like when I don't do consecutive episodes or I don't do like episodes like frequently, I mean, besides obviously not being consistent, there's like, listeners hate that, so obviously that's one reason why I don't have really have a base with this podcast, but... The other problem is, is that like every, when I do an episode like once every couple months, I mean like I've done, I think in the last four months I've done maybe four episodes. Two of those were vlog episodes. The other two, maybe three, I think maybe there was three that were regular episodes where I sit down and do like a life update. And the problem is, is that when you have, it's so spread out like that, there's not a whole, like I have to, like the episode is very, very, it's fast paced. There's, I don't get in depth like I want to, like the, that's that's the problem when you have like, the episodes that are really spread out and there's so much information to compact into the last episode. So the, the, the episode I put out last week, project number 21, uh, is a little was a little bit rushed. And I'm hoping that by putting out a consecutive episode this week that I can actually go in depth on some of the topics I want to talk about. But I do want to open up with some things I was thinking about this week. But honestly, let's let's all like pause for a second. Let's let's celebrate. This is something to celebrate. Well, actually. I, I, this is what this is not what I want to celebrate, but I did just notice on SoundCloud that the podcast did hit a thousand listens on SoundCloud. That's like total overall listens on like the channel on SoundCloud. And all, I've only posted podcast episodes, so I mean you can do the math. How many episodes? I think this is like twenty something. So it's about I don't know. You math people, you do your magic. How many? I think that's 
I don't even want to embarrass myself. In fact, let me get out my phone and actually do the math so I don't embarrass myself on this podcast. Um, but I was honest, it's really exciting to get up to 1,000. Uh, that is about 50 li- uh, listens per episode, which honestly, that's a little bit skewed because I've had, uh, I think I've had the biggest episode got like somewhere like a little over 100. I think the average, honestly, is about between 40 and 50 listens um, per episode, um, which is actually really good. Like I said, the point of this podcast is not to uh, – put something produce content and um make sure everyone likes it it is like i said that's not the mission of this podcast at all so it's really cool to see that there's a side effect that people want to listen to this anyway what i did want to celebrate was that so i've had this microphone for a little over a year and it's there's gonna be a funny story i'm gonna tag on the end of this but i had no idea how to um like record but like get feedback when I'm recording with it. So usually like when I do this podcast, it's just me talking to the mic and it's just recording. But in this, what I'm doing right now, it's actually, I'm actually like listening to it in my headphones. I can get feedback from it. I've never been able to do that before. The problem, I tried, I tried to do that before when I first got this mic, but I couldn't figure it out because I would just pro- I would plug the headphone into my computer, and I, and I was really frustrated like doing this because every time I plugged the microphone in, like the speaker output would default to this microphone, and it really ticked me off because it's like I want to be able to hear what's coming out of my computer, and it would ugh, it was frustrating. But yeah, there's a headphone jack on the microphone, and once I plugged my headphone jack in there, which I've not done in the last year and a half, I actually get feedback in the headphones. That was really exciting. I, I got it to work um, with the audio program I record with. Um, but there was a really like there was a slight delay and it was really irritating. Um, the only problem though with like with the feedback on the microphone is that in order to be able to hear it like at a reasonable volume, I have to have it on full blast. And so if I were like like I just plugged my phone in, or like if I were to press the volume button, or I would or if this computer were to make any noise at all, like I would scream. Like it is ridiculously loud, but I, I don't know how to separate the mic volume from the computer volume, but this is, you know, this revelation is big enough for me tonight, but that kind of leads into the next story I want to tell. So last week you heard me mention, I talked a little bit about the whole YouTube debate and how I was wanting to start a YouTube channel this summer. And I, there were some things I want to talk about with that, but and I'm looking at, I made a spreadsheet this week about what like the, the startup costs, there's going to be some startup costs to this YouTube channel. And I personally think that content in the channel is everything. Like when I had a YouTube channel when I was uh, like 11 or 12 years old, that was all done on some $50, I don't even think it was $50, some really cheap digital camera with Movie Maker and a really old computer. You're talking about, you know, tower with a big fat monitor. Like it was all done like very low cost, but it was it was it was actually really good. Like people, a lot of people watched it for being like twelve years old and having like I wouldn't say no friends, but like having no base, having no way to share it because I was not I was not on social media at all. It was literally just me posting on YouTube for the month that I had the channel. It was like I got up to fifty subscribers. It had to be more than that. I think it was like sixty, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but to me it felt like a lot. And it, it actually it was a lot from starting like starting from nothing at 12 years old. And I think like my most, I had two videos get above 5,000 views. I got one that got the 6,000. And so, I mean, for 12 years old with no base, no way to share this content, that was insane. And that, like I said, all on a cheap digital camera, cheap editing software, you know, 
It was the it was the content that sold it. People don't watch videos because they're in HD. People watch what's in the video. Just because a video is high quality doesn't mean someone's going to watch it. I've said that a million times in this podcast. But there is going to be some startup costs to this YouTube channel because I want to start it out, quote unquote, right. I want to get. I mean, you, there's YouTube has a standard now where I don't think I could get away with posting things like if I were to record them on my phone. Maybe if I recorded them on like iPhone or some other like really expensive phone camera, I might get away with it. Um, but because I, I, I invested in this camera, the Canon T6i, I'm starting to build like my, I don't know, my setup around it. I need to get a new computer. There's going to be some significant startup costs to this. So anyway, um, part of that actually on the spreadsheet of the list of costs, I've got like the computer, which I'm going to get the Dell XPS 15. It's about 1600 bucks. I'm not going to get the touchscreen one. The 4K screen, I understand every video I've watched on YouTube, everyone says it was worth the extra 600 bucks to get the 4K touchscreen. I don't understand about that. Why is the display? I mean, honestly, like I need the computer to work hard. I do not need it to look good. I don't care about color. Like I don't, I just honestly just don't care. I want the computer to be a workhorse. I would like the best workers aren't the prettiest workers. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like, I just understand why it's so over. People, I don't know. I just not gonna mess with it anyway. Dex PS fifteen. Then you got the um, external microphone, which um, I really wanted to get like get like a Casey Neistat level setup, but he has a really expensive external microphone. And honestly, there's a really good like package that you can get um, from Rode Mic. It's got like the original Rode Mic, which is like 13 years old, I think. But I mean, they still make it brand new, but the model itself is pretty old, but it's still really good. And I watched a lot of reviews about it. I think like it's a it's a good value for getting like the mic itself and then the the setup that comes with it, which is like a, a separate stand, a, a mic ex- like the cord extension and some other stuff. Whew, I'm I'm talking really fast. I'm really running out of breath. All right, next thing on the list was like the bendy tripod that Casey Neistat has because that thing that thing is you must have that. I don't want to say it's a must, but like it is extremely handy. Only problem is is that like it's like 150 200 bucks, so it's like. Uh... You know, it's it's not something I'm gonna get right now. See, the, the 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 spreadsheet is split up in the columns. You have like, you have the ideal thing, you have the most likely to purchase thing, and then you, then you have what you bought. The Benny tripod is in like the most likely, or not most likely, it's in the ideal column, not the most likely to purchase column. Um, I'm thinking that's like, if I ever like actually get established with this channel, then I'll do that. I have, right now I have the, this like $11 tripod I got from Goodwill, like right after I got the camera, epic value. It's really all I need right now. <clears throat> Gosh, I'm still running out of breath. And anyway, if I, honestly, because I make things, if I really need to like custom make a tripod for something, it's totally doable. I'm not gonna waste the money to buy these expensive tripods. Okay, but I want to go back to the mic. So I got all the expenses laid out, and I, it's like the ideal column is like three grand. The most likely to purchase is like twenty five hundred. I think I've so far I've spent almost a thousand trying to get this channel started started up. Which to me, it's like people people are saying that you're spending way too much money on this. But like honestly, like I hate spending money, so. I don't spend money. Now, that being said, I'm not, I'm not hesitating with these purchases. This is the kind of stuff I save up for. And honestly, I am I am honestly really proud of myself and my ability to make purchases because everything I've I mean, even looking at my my even looking at my expense sheet, my goal was to spend 55% um, no, was save 55% of my income, s- spend 45% of my income last year. That was my goal, and I 
beat that out of the water. I saved 60% of my income, spent 40% of my income from last summer. And so it's, and I don't, and once my money goes in my savings account, I don't touch it. Right now I'm trying to save up enough to put it in like a decent like um, bond at the bank. I, th- I know I talked about that last episode, um, but that's really what I'm working towards right now. But the thing is like I save up, like when I save up money for purchases, like it's for this kind of stuff. Like the reason I don't go to Steak and Shake when you ask me to, or I don't grab a drink, or I don't go to the movies, or I don't like buy you a really epic gift. I, I know that sounds like that's like that's a really narcissistic, selfish thing to do. But anyway, the reason I don't do those things is I'm saving up for this kind of stuff. And honestly, this like this list that has been in my mind, it's been in my mind for a really long time. Honestly, probably since I even started that YouTube channel, like at this point almost 10 years ago because this is something I've really wanted to do and although I don't like I'm not I'm not a filmmaker by any means and I don't like that's not my major or anything or I don't watch like how to be a filmmaker it's just something that I've really been interested in and for some reason in the back of my head that's something that I've always wanted to do and I've kept that in mind for a very long time and now I'm really like I talked about it last episode I've I'm really starting to realize that like this summer is the time but before I get into that I really want to tell the story about the microphone I could get off topic so this mic that I'm recording on um, was purchased with a prepaid visa card and so if you remember last year, I worked at, a, at the radio station, uh, got a lot of radio experience, learned how to use a board, which honestly buying like a board, like a mixer board was honestly one of the things I wanted to buy. Um, but eventually, I mean, I just got away with not having it. And then now, now I'm sitting here, it's like, I really don't know what the heck I'd use it for. So anyway, but this prepaid card that I bought this mic with, because I mean, I mean, it was like the dead of winter. It was like January when I bought this. I think the, the first episode of the podcast came out in late January. I make all of my money in the summertime. So I mean... We're coming to mid-January. I'm trying to spend next to nothing. I'm saving. I'm not spending money at all. And so I didn't want it to like. I was. I was going to wait till the summer till I earn some money to buy this microphone because I don't take money out of my savings account. And then I'm trying to think what happened. I was sitting at lunch one day. Well, I wasn't really sitting at lunch. The thing was, I had study hall fifth period. No, fourth period. But I had a lunch. So that means uh, lunch periods are during fifth period. So by having a lunch, that means I had lunch at the beginning of the lunch hour. And I was sitting there with my friend Brandon, and of course, um, it was during a lunch, and other kids are coming in there. And Mr. Bodeker is my principal. I remember he was going. I saw him running around the cafeteria because I was sitting in the library, which is next to the cafeteria, and uh, he was running around with this red bucket. And uh, <laughs> I remember I was working, and he came in. And he said, "I don't want to forget you guys. Uh, we're doing this raffle for fr- uh, Friday at the basketball game. We're going to do a free throw shootout, and the winner gets a scholarship. Yeah, quote unquote scholarship." And I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll put my name in there. It was just like, he he insisted. Like, he was not going to let me go. I was like, I was so out of it. Like, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this thing. Like, no way. And so what happened was I put my name in there. Brandon put his name there. Everybody in the room put their name in there. Everybody in the freaking school put their name in there. This is for seniors only, by the way. Seniors only for this. And what was it? Sixth period? I was getting, oh, I was gone. I was at the radio station. Sixth period, I get the phone call. I am one of the two people they picked out of the whole, like, 700 kids in my grade to do to do this free throw shootout on at uh, Friday night at the basketball game. And I was so surprised. Like, hey, not only did I get it, but also thinking about it now, I can't believe I've not told this story of the podcast before because this is really how the podcast got started was with this free throw contest. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, this, this is like on, on a Monday. I went to, like, practice once uh, at the gym in Danville because – 
I don't know. It was I wanted to like get the indoor environment practice and Connection Point's always got some stupid of like Connection Point is the church in Brownsburg. It's, it's kind of right now. It kind of serves as like the community rec center. Uh, we just got a big gym, basketball gym. It's got workout room. But the thing is, the thing's always closed at the randomest times for the dumbest reasons. Like you'll go there at like 7:30 at night. You'll go there in the middle of the freaking day. Oh, sorry, we have Zumba class from 7:13 to 8:27. The gym will be closed. Come back later, and it's just like, it's like it's never open when you want it to be. And the problem is, the person at the front desk just does not give anything about being a good person. Like every time I go there, they are the biggest jerk you could ever possibly be. And it's ah, I just tore my hair out. But anyway, so went to Danville practice. Got you know later that week, we get to the game, and I'm I don't at this point I'm no longer in pep band. Like I. I maybe did pep band a couple times. I was a freshman and a sophomore. So it had been a long time uh, I've been to a game. I've been doing a lot of broadcasting, so I've not been able really to go to any of Brownsburg's games. But I went to this game. And it was sponsored by Bill S. This guy owns a dealership in town. Really nice dude. He's got some TV ads. And uh, so it was his shootout for this prepaid Visa gift card. And he had to make the most free throws versus your competitor. I remember this guy, Jack. Oh, I feel so bad for him. He was, I mean, he's a really awesome dude. He would have really deserved the money. Um, I mean, but the same at the same time, I mean, because I played basketball, he had no basketball history. I just really felt for him mainly because of how nervous he was. Like, he was over the top nervous. But I mean, he really overdid it though. Like, he wore gym shorts, a basketball shoes, and a tank top. He was ridiculous. I, on the other hand, showed up in my jeans. Um, I don't. I think my boots. I don't remember what shoes I was wearing, and my band polo. Actually, I have a picture on my personal Instagram from this event. I'll have to go back and look to see what shoes I was wearing. Um, but anyway, so we had this shootout, and he's taking, like, he's taking it way more seriously than I was. And, of course, I'm trying to think about how, how you know, my form's going to be. Is somebody rebounding for me? Is somebody counting? Then they hit the buzzer, and it was like I was just not ready. And I did not have good form at all. I just kept throwing them up. Oh, I was actually wearing my everyday shoes. No, my great basketball everyday shoes. Okay, I checked that on Instagram. Anyway, so I'm, I'm shooting. I'm just throwing them up. I'm right in front of the band, and I wore my band polo, so everyone's yelling and screaming at me from the band. It was really, it was a really, it was really fun. But I was like, someone was rebounding for me. I was not counting though, and this is what really ticked me off. I I probably threw up about somewhere between like ten to fifteen shots, and I I made at least, I want to say I made at least six of them. And this is this is in a minute, and I'm just throwing them up, and no one was counting. Not even the person that was rebounding was counting. And so when after when the minute was up, everybody just everybody just kind of looked at each other and was like. Uh, what they yeah, uh, yeah tie <laughs> it was they declared it a tie and so they did sudden death they did sudden death and oh my gosh they they made they made Jack go first and so Jack and this is this is a halftime of the basketball game and they Jack shot it he missed but it was like it was like bounce 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 out and then they, then I shot completely off it was beyond it was like oh a worst free throw I probably ever done. Semi during a game because this is like semi during a game. It's like it's intense it's on a basketball court, halftime at a basketball game, but it's still technically not in the game. Anyway, Jack goes horrendous miss. I don't. It was beyond bad. Then I shoot. It hits the back of the rim. Bounce, bounce, bounce. In Lee Brees, two hundred bucks. Done. Picture with the Lestis. Done. It was literally. It was all that for two hundred bucks. They, they did like a field goal thing during football season for like a two thousand dollar scholarship. And this is a check. This is not a, like a thing you have to register with the university. This is cash. And uh, the 200 bucks. I mean, what really ticked me off is that 
I got back to school on Monday. One of my teachers was like, "They, because Jackson, one of my was one in one of my classes, and he, she, she was like, y'all, you know, I think it was fair or unfair or whatever. I think I think Lee should split the money with Jack. And I'm just sitting there in the room. It's like, why? Who are you to say that? What what justification you have to saying that? And why would you suggest that? Maybe come up to me and suggest that. Don't just tell the whole class that I should split the money with Jack. And it was 200 bucks. And it was a prepaid card. You know, I'm a nice person, but at the same rate, I had something to do with this money. I earned it. Why should I give it to somebody who didn't earn it? I mean, like I said, I felt bad for Jack. I and mean, this is all coming off as selfish, but like you understand. Anyway, story was that's the first, the, the exact thing, the, the first thing I thought of when I've heard that I was like, like money for the microphone to start this podcast. Because I was, I had waited for like about two, one or two months at this point to start the podcast. Then I started it, like bought the mic. It was there. First episode podcast anyway i never thought though that i'd be buying like i'd spend the whole 200 dollars on my on microphones um because i well I, well sort of sort of actually i think i did originally because originally i thought i was gonna do this podcast for a while then once i got to the summer i'd buy a second microphone and i'd start doing interviews and that's what this podcast would become but like i said you know podcast sort of developed its own identity i got busy oh excuse me i got busy the podcast just really didn't kind of fit that uh, ideology, and I just, I don't know, it really wasn't, it just never really worked out. Um, but now I'm going to spend that money on the road mic, external mic for my camera, um, which a year ago I had no idea that's what I was going to be buying with this. Because honestly, a year ago, I think like the YouTube channel was in the back of my mind, but like it wasn't the idea like that I had. I knew what I was saving up for, but I didn't know it was like stuff to start a YouTube channel. I knew I was like saving up for like, like a new computer and equipment and like a camera big biggest thing i knew i was setting up for a camera i didn't know it was like necessarily for a youtube channel at least not yet when i bought the camera yes i knew that was definitely gonna be for a youtube channel but before that point i had no idea um but anyway moving on so that was that was that story which i'm really surprised like i said that i had not told this story in the podcast that's really like how this podcast got started was all about with that basketball contest um, so, um, the opportunities this podcast has brought me, I really have directly to thank, uh, well, indirectly to thank for Bill Estes, but directly to thank to that, um, just that free throw contest and that, and the mic in general, yeah, over-exaggerated story. All right. So before I get into the whole YouTube debate, I want to talk about some things that happened this week in my life. Uh, maybe hopefully not talk about them too much. Like I did that last story, but, um, uh, anyway, so two things I want to really to at least two stories from this week. One, I went to the Tippecanoe Mall for the first time, um, which because this, what happened was is that like March is really March like that from like March 13th or March 15th to like April something. It's that it's just this really awkward time weather wise where it's like the average temperature is like 45 degrees every day where it's like. It's warmer than it was, so it's like you want to wear like lighter clothing, but it's not warm enough to wear shorts or wear t-shirts outside. So it's like it's just a really awkward time. So I brought some of my pants home and I brought some of my summer pants in, and it was just it really didn't work out. So I and I got stains on some of my pants, and I got a huge pen stain on one of my pants too. Bottom line was I was out of pants. I had my camel pants, which I wear all the time because they're the best, most comfortable pants I ever had, which I've got to tell a story about those pants sometime. It's my camouflage pants, but I'll say that for another another episode. So I had, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm out of pants. And so I went to the mall. And this is like on a Tuesday. I went to the mall, Tippecanoe Mall. 
I've never been to the Tippecanoe Mall before. And honestly, like just learning about malls in general, I had no idea. Like by the time I was born, malls were like already on the way out. Like, and honestly, thinking about it, like, I don't know, thinking about it abstractly, it's like malls, like they should be so much bigger than they are. Like I remember going to the Circle Center Mall all the time as a kid growing up, like going to the Disney store downtown. And oh, I just remember that experience. But now like malls have really died. Like the Lafayette Square Mall in Indianapolis, that mall is the definition of ghetto. Like it is really bad. Like 75% of the stores are closed. There's never anybody there. And the people that are open are just really weird people that are just renting a space in that mall. It is, And it's honestly a really scary place to go to because there, there have been shootings there. There's like been crime. It's a really scary place to be. But anyway, Tippecanoe Mall, beyond what I expected, it actually was like a, a level up. Um, there wasn't any um, open, like there wasn't any like we're now leasing. Actually, there were, there were a couple stores that were in the process of moving like within the store. So in that sense, there were some stores that were closed. But I was surprised at the stores that were there because they were all like high quality stores like Finish Line, Buckle, fin- um there was a Kohl's in there, J.C. Penney, Macy's, which J.C. Penney and Macy's are both on the way out. So if that's when those two businesses close, that's when that mall is going to go down south. Um, but I went to the Kohl's and I got these. And the thing was that really that really got to me. So like the distance from uh, Purdue or at least like my dorm to the mall is like me going to Walmart back home, and my house to Walmart is one-third of the way to school. So, like, you're talking about, like, twice a day, driving to school and back, which is, like, 10, 15 minutes uh, to get to school and back. So, Walmart's, like, five-minute drive. Same distance. So, one, so yeah, one-third of the distance to get to school, which is about 10, 15 minutes. This, the mall's on, like, the other side of, like, Lafayette. So, I'm in West Lafayette. I have to go through Lafayette. Then you get on the outside of Lafayette, which is still, I have to go through town. It took, like, 35, 40 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was insane. I just hit every red light and oh, it was beyond awful. You know, I'm just I'm just now getting this experience of city traveling, but I mean, honestly, I have a, I have a really great appreciation for being able to bike places and taking mass transportation. Those are two great things I've really really have appreciation for now after being at college for a while. But anyway, I went to Kohl's. I got these pants that I've like I have one of these pants for such a long time. They're the joggers. You ever heard of these? They're the, they're the, the, they're called joggers. They got scrunchies at the bottom. They got the cargo pockets and they got, uh, well, they have a drawstring waist, which I really don't like, but it was the scrunchies and the tightness around the calves. Cause honestly, like the mobile pants that I wear, they have like the boot cut, like they have so much extra cloth and it just, it drapes on your shoes and it just drags behind you. And it's like, you know, I don't need this much cloth around my calves. Like it's a waste of money paying the extra money for them to use this, put this cloth around my calves. I want like a tapered pant leg. So it's like, not like tight to where it's like leggings, but like just like tight as in like, there's no wasted cloth in these pants. I like the, I like, honestly, I really love the scrunchies around the ankle because when I ride my bike, like the my number one problem was that my the side of my sides of my pant legs would always get caught in the chain and they got oily and stuff and it'd be gross. I'd always have to tuck my pants in my socks. And so like these were these are like the number one pants that you need to get around college because if, if you're riding a bike all the time, like these pants I've worn these every day since I got them. I know that sounds sick, but the, great I'm wearing them right now. Greatest pants. Well, I want to say greatest pants. These 
are, I've waited for these my whole life. Like that's all I'm going to say. They have a little technology pocket too. So like, like they have the cargo pocket and then they have like behind it, there's like a, there's like another pocket where like, it's the perfect size on my phone. It was like a match made in heaven. I was kind of ticked that, um, these pants are a little more pricey than I expected them, expected them to be. But I mean, I usually pay like, I don't know, like I, I get all of my clothes either for free or goodwill. Like I never buy brand new clothes. I, get, I occasionally get some clothes off the clearance rack at Kohl's if it's exactly my size. But otherwise, like I usually don't pay more than like $5 for pants. And these were like 25 bucks, which really got to me, especially because I want more than one pair of these because these things are amazing. But uh that was my fault. But the thing was, the the girl I checked out with, it's like Kohl's is always having deals. They're always having coupons. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have any Kohl's coupons. Like let me call my mom. And she says, oh, if you use your Kohl's card, you get this much off. Okay, tell me the number, tell me the name. I'll go check out. I'll use the promo code. And the girl thought I was like trying to like this is some some older woman. She thought I was trying to rob the store. Like what was her problem? Not only was she giving me terrible customer service, like she could have just said you have to. Honestly, what this is what she had to say. Sorry, you have to have the card in person in order to use the promo code and a use the card. We just can't we just can't have you give us the number and use the card. She could have just said that and I would have been like, "Okay." But no, she had to be a complete asshole about the whole situation. She had to accuse me of trying to rob the freaking store and be the absolute most asinine jerk I've ever encountered at a store ever. Oh, it, be, it beyond pissed me off. That ruined my whole day, and I got so upset about that. Oh, I just, oh, it made me want to throw the clothes down in the middle of the store and walk out. Like, how in the hell do you hire someone that is such a jerk? And how do you, how do you even want to be a, that much of a jerk to people? What motivates you to be that much of a jerk to someone? Now, I will give it to her that, you know, something could have happened that day, or maybe she's just a lousy person in general, but, I mean, there could have been some circumstantial things that I missed out on, but still... I don't think you never have the right to ever be a jerk to anyone. I don't care what your circumstances are. You know, I've been through some pretty traumatic stuff. There's no reason that you should let any of that stuff get in the way of you being a decent person, at least decent, if not exceptional to someone else. That is my personal opinion. But I just want to touch on that this week. Next thing is that I've honestly I've not gone on a run at Purdue since they closed Stadium and and, and McCormick apparently. So I had to come up with a new running route. And honestly, I didn't know they closed McCormick. So what I was going to do originally, so they have Stadium closed and they have McCormick closed. And the thing is is that like Stadium is like I don't know, I'm trying to trying to describe this. So I run on Stadium, okay? McCormick is is perpendicular to stadium, so it they they have like a t, like if you were to look at the shape of essentially of how they closed the road, it makes a T. So they've closed like a I don't know like a thousand foot stretch in McCormick, and then they closed stadium, which is like a mile long. I don't know, um, but the thing was like in Brownsburg, like usually like they would they would they would say, oh hey, we're gonna close the road two months from now, and then when the date when the date came, they'd spend like three weeks putting up cones. Uh, and then it would sit idle for like a month and then they'd move their equipment out there like, like, like week eight. And then by week 10, they start to get some action going and it wouldn't be until the following season before they start tearing up the road and it'd be the following season before they start doing anything to it. And then by the third year, it'd finally be done. This, this, I kid you not. They said closed Monday, such and such. I was running one day. They had this huge neon sign out there. This is like six, six o'clock in the morning and it's like dark and there's a huge neon sign that says, you know, closed March, whatever. It was going to be the Monday before spring break. 
And I kid you not, I went out to run on on Tuesday. The road was gone. Like I went to run up there, up, up, up on the hill, and the road was gone. Like pure dirt. There was there was nothing there. Like I I would not lie to you. I was I was in such shock. The whole thing was fenced off and everything. I could not believe it. I was like, oh my gosh. But anyway, I did not. I did not like. So originally, what I was going to go down, like I was going to go down like a street parallel to stadium. And then just go on McCormick around it. That was my original plan. But I still never went on a run between those times. At least not that, like my usual route. Anyway, though, I was. it was Sunday when I was at school. Actually, it was, no, it was shortly before I was going to record the podcast. And um, so I'm surprised I didn't talk about it in the last episode. Like I said, I always have so much to talk about when I don't do frequent episodes. But anyway, so I decided to go for a little joyride. And, you know, my bike's a dirt bike. So, I mean, it is tough. Like, it does a lot of good stuff. And I'm thinking... I saw the sidewalk up the hill because up the, on the top of the hill they have all these, uh, all that's where all the frat houses are and the, and the Greek houses, and the sorority houses. So and I saw the sidewalk and this is this the hill I'm referring to. That's the road that goes up the hill stadium, which is closed. And I'm thinking, okay, it's dirt because honestly they haven't paid or anything or done anything with it. And so I thought, well, maybe we'll just ride the the sidewalk up there and we'll go to the top of the hill and we'll just ride down. And I'm trying to take a shortcut to like this path that's like on the other side of McCormick, like there's a park on the other side and I, I'm, I'm coming from four dining court, which is like right on stadium. So it's like, I just want to like take the fastest route there. So I get to the top, I get to the top of the hill. Sidewalk ends. I'm like, okay, well this is a dirt bike. I'll just ride in the, you know, in the dirt, you know? And this is like, this is like late March, like spring weather. Like it is rainy all the time. Like the dirt is like the definition of saturated and so I take about three rolls, like three spins on my bike wheels, and it just starts sinking in, and I immediately get stuck. And I'm thinking like, oh, just 10 more feet, then it's all downhill. And so I kept going. Like I just gave myself a little bit of tap with the foot, trying to keep the foot from getting mucky. And I got down the hill, and it was just like, it was just, it just, it went really bad. Like the, the bike got clogged up with mud. Like my shoes got, I wouldn't say, they, they weren't ruined, but they were like just covered in mud. And when I got down to the bottom of the hill, I'm like, oh, my gosh, they closed McCormick? Like, what the heck? Because, like I said, I, I initially thought I was just – like, I initially thought that I was just going to be able to – like, when, when I went for a run, just be able to go take McCormick around the stadium. But, no, McCormick was closed. And honestly, I was counting on McCormick being open so that when I got to the down to the bottom of the hill, I'd have some pavement to be on again. But, no, I had to walk another 1,000 feet through the mud. And then I got out of it. It was which is right in front. They had they literally closed the road up until the driveway of the president's uh, house, so Mitch Daniels' house, like right in front of it. It's like right where it stops, so he so he can get in and out. And I remember I so I like I got on my bike, got it to move and pedal, and then I pedaled over to the path I wanted to go to, and I took a stick and spent like half an hour like getting all the mud off the gears and stuff so the thing would actually work. Then I rode around for like another 20 minutes to half an hour just to like hopefully get some of the mud off. But yeah, my bike is still caked in mud right right now. Like it looks like it looks like fried chicken honestly. It looks like it looks like my bike looks like it's been deep fried. Like that's the only way I can describe it. Um, but anyway, so because of all that, I had to do a new running route. I had to create one, which um, honestly, I usually just get most of my routes off of um, the Running Club's website. They post all the routes they do to their website, which is like 20-something routes. But they only have like, I want to say a maximum of 10 routes in my range, which is like somewhere between five to seven miles. I usually do like six. And they only have a few in that range. And the problem was like they always start the Corec, but I like the ones where it's loops. 
because if it's a loop, then I can change the starting point and still end up in the like and still do the same mileage. But if it's not a loop, then I can't do that. So uh, they don't have they only had like a couple of routes like that. And all the loops they had involved Stadium and McCormick, and I so I couldn't run there, and so I had to come up with a completely new route. So I googled a website that you can make. Um, routes with. I don't have like a smartwatch or anything that I could like map my run with. Like use one of those apps and I don't carry my phone with me with when I run and I just wanted to get exact mileage. So I didn't want to have to like to have to guess how much mileage was. And honestly, the route that I came up with was actually, it's a, I mean, it's, it's not like a solid loop like the other one was, but it is, um, a, like a, um, uh, I'm trying to, think to describe this. It's, it's a, It's it's a very scenic, very scenic route, in the sense that um, and it's it's not really like a circle. It's really like this weird convoluted shape. It's my other one was pretty close to a circle, so if you if it was a really good route. But this one, it, it like you go down around Discovery Park by the Voss model, the planet thing, then you go down to the surplus store and up down, and you go down into down by the river, run by the river a little bit, up through Chauncey. Um, come back and then you see, I see you, I go, I run by triple X up the hill, go by Ross aid, go up the engineering mall, engineering fountain. It's like, it's honestly like if you want to like hit all the scenic routes on campus, like this is the running route to take. It's actually, it's a really solid route. Like it's honestly, it's very enjoyable in the sense that like you hit everything. I'm sure it'll get old after a while. I only ran it twice this week and both times it was raining and cold. Oh, it was beyond unbearable run because of that. But anyway, um, the only problem is that like, I only run now when I'm on my off days, which are Tuesday and Thursday. And because I'm so worn out, like I wake up at like 10 or 11 o'clock. And so I'm running at like noon. And so there's a bunch of people out. And these are really bad places like the engineering mall and like the engineering fountain and that walkway they have to take down to get from Stewart Center to the fountain. They're just, they're always a bunch of people. And I hate running through crowds. Like my other running route was just like following roads. Like these are, I was not running on like paths like I am on this route. Uh, so it was, but it's whatever. I mean, I hate being one of those runners that runs on campus because before I was running basically around campus. Now I'm basically running through campus and there's a lot more hills, which is kind of frustrating, but it's, like I said, more scenic route. So, but I really wish I could run it when it's not rainy, but honestly, I also, so also this week, I also worked out with a, a guy with from, uh, from the Marine Corps unit and they said, um, like the run is... Perfect. Like I do not need to improve the run score. It's the uh, pull-ups and the crunches I got to do better at. And the thing was, the thing is though, is that, like pull-ups get easier when you weigh less, obviously. And the thing is, I talked about all the side effects of being a runner in the last podcast episode: high metabolism, you don't get sick, you you know you can eat anything, you still lose weight. And so I feel like I need to run more to lose the weight. But at the same time, I need, instead of like putting that hour into running, I need to put that hour of getting into the gym and lifting and trying to get better at pull-ups and working on my core and stuff. And so him and I did a workout and it was a really good workout. And also I think I, I can commit to doing that more. It's just, I got to like get over to the co-rec, but I really enjoy running too. Honestly, I never thought I'd say that. I never thought I would say I enjoy running, um, but I do. Um, and I think running is what is keeping me healthy right now. And I really don't want to lose, um, this conditioned running that I've built up. So I know I need, I know I need to work out, but I love running. I don't love running. Like you love an ice cream Sunday or like you love your favorite TV show. I just like, if I were to work out, which is not every day, if I were to work out, I will run. Like that's, that's what I mean by running is my favorite or like, 
I love running. That's what I mean when I say I love running. Okay, so that those were, yeah, the mall trip and the running thing were the two things I really wanted to hit hard. Honestly, I've really been into Twitter lately. I don't know why, but like the last two weeks, I've put out a lot of tweets. I hate to be one of those millennials that just post whatever is like in their mind, but like, and this is what I don't get. Like, what is the point of having a private Twitter account? Like, I can't. If you reply to my tweet, I can't see it. If you follow me, I can't tell that you followed me. Like, what is the freaking point? <laughs> like, why would you say? Why would you reply to my tweet and expect me to say something? Like, I don't. I don't get it. The thing was is that like I have all these private accounts follow me, so like I'll like I'll wake up like I think the last two weeks have gained like like twenty to thirty followers, and of that, like eighty percent of them have been private because I can't tell who followed me, and I just I don't get it. I don't. I, don't, I just I don't get it. But anyway, um, so. I did want to talk a little bit more about the whole YouTube thing. Um, really, the only developments from this week was that Excel spreadsheet. I mean, every time I cannot, like, literally, I cannot watch Casey Neistat and not want to start a YouTube channel. Which, by the way, I also have a list of video ideas. So I talked about content is everything, and like I said, it can. My YouTube channel cannot be like this podcast. It has to be has to have a, a consistent message. The content has to be similar. Um, it's got to be the best stuff I could ever put out there. I have to put a lot of work into it. Um, it's got to be completely completely different from this podcast, and everything's got to be produced. It's not like these podcast episodes are really me sitting down at the mic and recording for an hour. The, the YouTube channel has to be better than that. Um, so I've got like a list of about 10 to 12 videos um, that are some decent ideas. I don't know. I just honestly need to get – I need to start making because I'm not, I'm not like well-versed with like – uh, Adobe Cut Pro or anything like that, but this is what I what I really want to get out really super duper quick about this whole content thing is I really don't know what to make this channel, but I really know that like th- what this channel is going to be about is like this summer is the summer I'm going to have a YouTube channel, and I don't know if I'm going to have one after this summer, so I got to make the big push this summer, and so well you don't really want to make a channel that's like about like um, I don't know it has like a storyline in the sense that like you don't want to be like Smosh or you don't want to be like Nigahiga, or you don't want to be somebody who's like just making videos to make videos. Like they have ideas of a video and they just make it. Like to me, that's not like really pushing the whole like this is the summer. And so what I'm really thinking of, which I really don't want to do, or I don't know, I may do it, is a daily vlog. I don't think that any good YouTube channel has started out as a vlog channel. I feel like people have like made themselves up to like if if they built their channel up and then they started vlogging. I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch that very, I don't watch that many vloggers to know how they really get their start. Although I was very surprised to find out that it wasn't until like a hundred and some vlogs that Casey Neistat got a million subscribers on YouTube. So I don't know. I just I may I I mean honestly one of the things I was telling myself that made me pop like pop this idea into my head was that uh, a, I had really had no solid ideas about what the channel should be. But B is like my goal should be to like put out two to three videos per week. And honestly, the biggest thing is I don't know whether I could actually do uh, like a daily vlog. I don't know if I could actually like commit to that. That would be intense. Like I would have to have a very clear cut production. But see, that's a, that's a that's a great way to get good at it because video because making videos. The only it's it's one of those crafts where the only way you get better at it is by doing, and the more you do it, the better you're gonna get at it. And I feel like it's just gonna I mean whether the channel is successful or not, which I really want it to be successful. But at the same time, I just I want to create, I want to make, and I want to have this thing, and I want to make it my own. So 
I don't know. It's just, oh, this is really tough. But anyway, um, I'm going to leave it there. This has been a, this has been a really, uh, another good episode. I know I didn't talk about a whole lot, but uh, you heard some really good stories, so that's good. Art is a shared craft. So I like to feature artists in this podcast and help diffuse art everywhere. In the outro of project number 22 of the Breeze Creator Podcast, I'd like to feature Crimson Fly by Huma Huma or... Is it the other way around? I don't know. With some of these artists, it's hard to tell whether it's like, is this the artist or the name of the song? Uh, but anyway, you can check the show notes on the website to learn more about the song and the content in this project at breezewoodworking.wixsite.com slash creatorpodcast. You can tweet at us on Twitter or follow us on Instagram. I'm Lee Brees. I'll see you next time on the Breeze Creator Podcast. This project was recorded on March 30th, 2018.